0: There is a war for your attention. I know I battle it every day. There's always thoughts. There's always things. There's always attacks. There's always stuff going on. But thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. Thanks be to God who has overcome it all. And as you come to Him and you bring in your focus in that place, nothing else can stand in his presence there is freedom there is liberty in his light we see light Jesus answered saying to them have faith in God truly I say to you whoever says to this mountain be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that what he says is going to happen it will be granted to him Therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you've received them and they will be granted to you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, I believe that there is a difference between praying and saying your prayers and talking to God. You know, I was thinking the other night, thinking last night as I was preparing. I was thinking, how can I help people receive from you, Lord? Because I know it's Your will for them to be healed. I know, Lord, that You delight to touch people. Father, how can I help them to receive from You? And I felt the Lord just begin to speak to me and say, "Well, what's it like when? What's it been like when You've received healing personally?" And I thought about it when I've been in a place where I've been asking the Lord for a breakthrough or for healing and I've seen God come through with a miracle or a breakthrough. It's come when I have actually looked at the Lord in faith and privately spoken to him and asked. You know, I believe the Lord wants to be our glory and the lifter of our heads. And he wants us to pray the prayer of faith. But sometimes in all our believing, in all our hoping, in all our trying, we say prayers without actually looking at the one we're talking to. And it's very difficult to have faith in in God when you aren't actually connecting at that moment. So I thought about this and I thought, well, how did Jesus pray? So I thought we'll have a look at that in Scripture today. Have you got your Bibles? Hallelujah. If you're on your phone, switch off the notifications or don't let yourself get distracted. We're talking about focus today. Hallelujah. Focus. So how did Jesus pray? Let's have a look at Luke chapter 9, verse 16. This is when Jesus is about to do a miracle. They've run out. They haven't got enough food. They haven't got any food, actually, uh, to feed these people who've come out. And Jesus has compassion on them. And he says, well, what have we got? And one of the disciples runs around. He goes, I found a little boy that's got his lunch. So Jesus, this is what he does. He took the five loaves. Now, a little boy's lunch is not five big loaves, right? They're like little loaves like my mother-in-law would make, these little little loaves. He took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed them and broke them and kept giving them to the disciples to set before the people. And we know that the multitudes were fed like this. But I want you to notice here, he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, say, looking up to heaven, Let's have a look at Mark 7, 34. Here we are, there's a man born deaf and mute, never spoken, never heard. Verse 34, it says, And looking up to heaven, say looking up to heaven, looking up to heaven with a deep sigh, Jesus said to him, "Epaphra," that is, be open and his ears were opened, and the impediment of his tongue was removed, and he began speaking plainly. What's he doing? Looking up to heaven. You know, people, I can imagine already, people write, you don't, God's on the inside of you. He's all around. You don't have to look up to heaven. Well, Jesus did, and the Spirit of God was upon him. But he, what is this looking up to heaven? I believe he was focusing his faith Not because everything Jesus did on the earth, he did as a man, utterly dependent on the Holy Spirit. He was fully God, fully man, and yet what he did in terms of ministry and miracles, he did as a man dependent on the Holy Spirit so you and I would have faith and hope to do the works of Jesus and greater works, hallelujah, clothed with his power, the power of his Spirit upon us. But he would look up. And you read this over and over again in Scripture. And I believe it's this connecting with God and bringing your focus in to remember that my faith is not in my prayers, my faith is in the one I am asking. And he is focusing in looking up to heaven. It's like the story I tell with my son Joseph when he was having his 21st birthday and the wind was blowing all the tablecloths off and everything. I was rebuking the wind. I was saying, come on, God, stop the wind and fussing about it. And nothing happened. (coughs) And, you know, Mark 11, like, why is nothing happening here? So an hour before the party started, I went into my room and I closed the door and decided to get serious. And I looked up to heaven and I eyeballed God. I'm like, got still, thought about who I'm talking to. And then I asked, would you stop the wind for Joseph's party? And I went outside and it was dead still, perfectly calm all night long. There's something different when you still yourself And you actually make that connection, hallelujah. And I believe this is what Jesus is doing. John 11 verse 40, we have the situation where Lazarus has been dead for so many days that he, as the King James would put it, it, stinketh. It's already, the corpse is already rotting. It is very dead. So going to uh, the tomb where Lazarus is laid, Jesus said to her, did I not say to you, verse 40, that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? 41, so they removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes, say raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me, but because of the people standing around, I said it so that they may believe that you sent me." He wasn't talking to the air or sending up a prayer or working a formula or even working, a, working the faith. He was talking to the one. Who, from whom everything flows. The face of God comes from. The one who is the miracle, miracle working one. He lifted his eyes, he raised his eyes and praised the Lord. We know then that he declared, Lazarus come forth. And sure enough, he came out of the grave with the grave clothes on. He said, unwrap him and had done an incredible miracle. He was talking to his Father who is in heaven. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. I say it every day. I pray through this magnificent prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. But when we say it, we can say it, our Father who is in heaven, or we can take a moment and think about it. Who am I talking to? My Father and Jesus' Father. You who's in heaven, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to worship you. When we worship, when we come in worship together in worship, we're not just singing a rah-rah song. We're actually talking to the Lord who is in heaven. Hallelujah. Exalting his name. The Bible tells us, Seek me and I will be found by you. Hallelujah. What a promise. Seek the Lord and I will be found by you. It's how I got saved. I, I believed in God. I was raised in Sunday school. I, I even remember, you know, when I was a little girl, uh, waiting for mom after gymnastics, after school, you know, late in the afternoon, nobody's around in the playground. And I remember I'd jump from, they had the big, they had big um, pipes, cement pipes. They probably wouldn't let kids do that today, but um, I would jump over the pipes and I, I was singing. And I remember being aware of the presence of God. I remember, and I can remember it to this moment. And often when I go to focus on the Lord, I remember that. That's the one I'm talking to. You, you who's been with me all this time. I remember, yes, that's who, that's how I connect. I remember God with me. But I remember when I got to about the age of 12, that on a youth camp, everybody was singing to the Lord, who I believed in, but I got honest with God. And I said, Lord, I'm lifting up my hands like everyone else here, I'm singing, but I can't see you and I don't know you. And it's very hard to sing and worship someone I can't see and don't know, help because I just couldn't be content singing out words to something or someone I wasn't beholding. You know, in Ephesians chapter 1, Paul prays that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened in the knowledge of Him. It's a supernatural thing. And he prays this for believers, that we would continually have this revelation light that when we lift up our eyes, we know who we're talking to. And right there as I prayed that prayer, just a heartfelt, honest prayer, help, help God, I can't see you, I don't know you, help. I want to see you, I want to know you, I want to know who I'm talking to, who I'm singing to. And right there in the midst of worship, I can't explain it any other way, but he made himself real. I suddenly, ah, there you are. I know who I'm talking to, and I believe that's the moment I was converted because suddenly I wasn't just talking to a God that I believed in with my head. It's like Job, I've heard of you with the hearing of the ear, but now I see you, and I repent in dust and ashes. It's like, oh, that's who you are. And anybody who seeks him, the Bible says, will find him. If you seek him with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Hallelujah. So, what does it look like to pray these prayers where we are looking at God? No, it doesn't. I'm not talking about having to have some open vision or picture of you know, what color eyes the Lord has. I'm talking about looking at him with the eyes of faith. And so when it comes to me, for me, when I'm focusing on the one I'm talking to, I come to pray and I have to take a moment, maybe even a couple of moments, to think about who I'm talking to. I remember those moments when I felt him near. And I remind myself, yes, what it feels like to feel the nearness of his presence. I lift up my eyes. That's why when we worship, I lift up my head. I lift up my eyes and I expect to connect with this one that I connected with in that moment when I was 12. I look with an expectation, God, I'm looking to talk to you. And it takes a bit of discipline. Because my mind goes a thousand miles an hour, boom, 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 everywhere. And so I have to really discipline myself to get focused and think about who I'm talking to. It's very easy to go, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, please help this one, bless, 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 bless. But it's different when you are actually thinking about who you're talking to, because when I do that, he empowers my faith. You know, when, you, when you're going to talk to somebody about something serious and you have a face-to-face conversation and you get them to look you in the eye, it's very much more comforting to believe they're hearing you and listening to you when you can make eye contact with them. You feel like, okay, we're connecting here. This is what I'm talking about. When we come to pray, God wants you to take time to connect with who you're talking to, hallelujah. And that's where he, in his light, the Bible says, we see light. (gasps) That's where we can pray a prayer of faith, believing what he says to us, believing the word of God, talking and asking, making prayers and requests, not just sending out a prayer, hoping hoping he'll hear, but actually taking the moment to let him be my glory and the lifter of my head and help me to focus on this one who loves me. Hallelujah. Maybe take a moment to worship him, talk to him. Worship isn't just trying to say some good words about God or sing some things or, you know, in the hopes that he'll be pleased. It's actually talking to him, connecting with him, telling him how wonderful you are. I like to maybe... To help me get focused, I like to give thanks and think about what could I be grateful for. Oh, wow. Thank you, Lord. Think about times when I've had my prayers answered. Wow. Wow. And that even helps me. I connect then emotionally with the emotion that I felt in that moment. And I remember, yes, you are God who hears me, who loves me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah not that it's about emotion, but God created us with emotion and he wants your focus emotionally, spiritually, relationally, physically. He wants to help you body, soul, and spirit lift up your head physically, emotionally, spiritually, and connect with him so that when you pray, your prayers aren't just words. They're not faith in your prayers. They're Faith in the one that's looking back at you and making his face shine on you. Amen? Amen. So looking at the Lord when you're talking to him helps us pray. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 says this. I'm listening for the rustling of pages. Therefore, if you've been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above. So it's not just a once-off conversion experience. Keep seeking. Take time to shut down the distractions. Think about who I'm talking to. Keep seeking. Say, keep seeking. I'm doing an errand. Keep seeking. (laughs) The things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Keep seeking the things Above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. So we lift up our eyes to the one who is in heaven. Yes, he, the spirit of God, is in us. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. He fills everything, all in all. Hallelujah. But So don't get hung up about, you know, is he here, is he there, where is he? He's everywhere, of course. We know that. But it tells us here in Scripture, keep seeking. For me, it helps me focus when I think about our Father who is in heaven. As I begin to think about my Lord, the Lord who gave his life for me, who died and rose again, who is now seated at the right hand of the Father, talking to him. Thinking about that, it takes a lot for me to actually focus and settle down because I'm like, oh, do this, do this, do this, think about this, do this, do this. Praise the Lord. Anybody else a bit like that? Hey, I'm awake. Hey! So I, have to, I actually have to really think about focusing when I ask. He then says this, set your mind on the things Above not on the things that are on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So when I go to pray, and I love to talk to the Lord because he loves to hear our voice. And I tell you, it's so much better than worrying. Worry, I think I read it somewhere the other day. Worry is, is, is basically the outworking of things you haven't prayed about. <laughs> So it's good, the Bible tells us in Philippians to to not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God and the peace of God will guard your heart. But if you're just saying the prayers and you haven't made the connection, the faith to believe that he's heard you and that you have what you ask for can be hard to have. So when I ask, I want to look at the one I'm talking to, hallelujah, in faith, setting my eyes on things above, keeping it set, rem- consistently looking up to the one who is the source of, of everything. And so I go to pray and I, I, as I begin to make requests, I might start to pray for Trevor and Meredith. Okay, I'm praying for Trevor and Meredy, And then all of a sudden, I'm thinking about Trevor and Meredith. I'm thinking about, why, oh, you know, they need this. Oh, I wonder how that's going to work out, na-na-na-na. And all of a sudden, my mind is no longer thinking about who I'm talking to. I'm thinking about Trevor and Marity. So it's okay to think about Trevor and Meredith. It's okay, okay to think about people. But when I'm praying and I actually want answers to my prayer, I have to pull my mind back and go, hang on. I'm going to think about who I'm talking to and bring Trevor and Meredith up before them. For me, if I'm praying, say I'm praying for my brother, I'm, I, pray, I, lift, I lift up Andrew to you, I lift up my brother, and then I'll begin to think about Andrew, oh, I want to do this and this, and he needs this. And Hang on. Yeah, I lift him up to you. And this is where faith for me connects. Jesus lifting his eyes, raised his eyes, looking to heaven. If he did this, it's good enough for us, hallelujah. So it's not faith in faith, not faith in my prayers, so that our trust is not in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead, hallelujah. God wants you to have faith in God. We read scripture over and over again. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Not in your formula. Not in your doing. Not even in your prayers or your declarations. So all these things are good. These things are empowered by the faith of God that comes as you think think about who he is. When Paul prays in Ephesians chapter 1 that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would be granted to us to enlighten our eyes in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened in the knowledge of him, he goes on to say that you may know. It's like that you would have a fresh yes that you may know the hope of his calling, that you may know the riches of his glorious inheritance in us, the saints, so that any trace of insecurity or fear of lack of faith or lack of power or lack of anointing is done away with because your eyes have been enlightened in the knowledge of him who fills all in all. That you may know the hope of His calling, that you may know the riches of His glorious inheritance in you and I, the saints. It's so exciting that you would get excited about the fact that the Spirit of the Lord God is upon you because he has anointed you to preach the good news of the gospel to the poor to set the captives free. That power doesn't just come from knowing about it in your head or even memorizing it, though that is good. That knowledge comes from the Holy Spirit enlightening the eyes of your understanding and helping you to know Him, to set your mind and keep it set. We live in the power of His Holy Spirit. And His Holy Spirit reveals the Father, reveals the Son. This is available to us. And you know what the next part of that prayer in Ephesians 1 says? After that you may know the hope of His calling, the riches of His glorious inheritance in us the saints and the greatness of the power toward us who believe. And we that belief is not just, yeah, I'm believing, I'm trying to believe, I'm believing, yeah, I hope something happens, oh, no, I'm eyeballing God. I'm looking at Him, I'm looking Him in the eye. I'm looking at the one who raised Christ up from the dead. I'm looking at the risen Savior. I'm looking at my Father, remembering our Father who is in heaven. I lift up my eyes to, the, to heaven. I lift up my eyes to the Lord. Lord, I thank you. Holy Spirit, enlighten the eyes of my understanding in the knowledge of you. Oh, I'm going to think about him practically. I'm going to begin to think about, yes, thank you, Lord. Oh, God, thank you when you delivered me there. Oh, Lord, thank you for your kindness there. That's a good time to start bringing out your I remember when list. I remember when God did that. Oh, I remember when God did that. Thank you, Lord. I thank you. I remember when you did that. You are so good. Thank you today, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for the privilege of being able to gather together, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for this beautiful church. Thank you, Lord, that you are always here. Thank you that you smile at me. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that has cleansed me from all sin. Thank you, Lord, that you don't even remember my sin anymore. Thank you, Lord, for giving me a new heart. Thank you for giving me a hope and a future. Thank you, Lord. Thanks, Lord. And then maybe just being still for a moment and thinking about it. Selah. Like the psalmist would say, pause and think about that. Thank you, Holy Spirit, now in this place. As I boldly approach the throne of grace, he says, I will find mercy and grace in that place. I want to finish today's program by sharing some scriptures that have encouraged me. If you're struggling with anxiety, this scripture is really going to help you. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They don't labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? God cares about the sparrows and the flowers, but he cares so much more about you. You can trust him, he will take care of you. We love our monthly partners and we get to mentor them every month on Zoom. We get together and we pray and we prophesy and we hear what the Holy Spirit is saying right for that moment. And I love the opportunity to have question and answer time with our partners. Wherever you live around the world, we would love to partner with you. And we so appreciate our monthly partners enabling us to get this content out and to share the gospel around the world. If you'd like to become a monthly partner with me, why don't you go to our website and sign up today.